0: Everybody and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. It's it's sort of a, a family edition, a community edition. <laughs> uh, I'm joined by an authoring team today, and I believe they're related. Uh, so that is Carol Boston Weatherford and Jeffrey Boston Weatherford, and I'm Jason Dehart. But I'm really strongly inclined right now to start calling myself Jason Weatherford. I, I don't know that might happen at some point during Look the show. At you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I we'll appreciate you, yes, New family. I appreciate that so much. I appreciate that. So um thank you both for for jumping on and joining me for a Zoom to talk about your work today. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Now I'm I'm assuming you've met before and so I'm curious about how this collaboration came to be.
1: Well, I've never seen this individual in my life. In fact, we were literally <laughs> separated at birth.
0: Oh um, wow. Well, well, well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Um yeah. So the collaboration um, came, I guess, by virtue of living together when Jeffrey was growing up and um, my grandmother had an expression, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. So I was always finding things for my kids to do, whether it was, you know, summer camps or internships. And so uh, Jeffrey was in high school and he had to do a senior project and I, I, had long known that he was artistic and had had cultured his, I mean, uh, nurtured his uh, artistic ability. And he, I said, "Why don't you do a senior project on children's book illustration?" And he did, and I was impressed. And we still had, we still have the little book that he made. We we're hoping that one day we'll we'll return to that and uh, get it into the world as a as a, a real book. Uh, but then in college again, uh, there was uh, he didn't have summer plans, and I said, "Well." Now you do because you're going to do an internship <laughs> with mm-hmm. um, nice. his, his dad and I would always we would always find, you know, opportunities for our kids for the summer just to, you know, to make sure that they would, um, uh, you know, stay on track. And so he did a summer internship with Jim Young, who was um, a children's book illustrator out of Greensboro and also a librarian. And uh, that was kind of how Jeffrey got started. And I bet he can he can tell the rest of the story if he wants to.
2: Yeah, so the manuscript that I illustrated for when I was with Jim Young, it actually is the first title that was published. So it was *You Can Fly*, and oh, yeah. yeah, that was my first book, that my my launch pad, um, if you will. And you know, we've been working together ever since. You know, we have a few more books that are coming out outside of you know *Ken* coming out Ken. in September. Um, including my first authored book, so yeah, we collaborated on a book about hip hop, about rap, and wonderful. I'm really looking forward to that book. That's uh definitely one of my passions about uh rap, so wonderful, looking wonderful. forward to seeing where that can go.
1: Yeah, so we, yeah, we've been working together ever since, and um, uh, it's we work worked together much the same way that uh, other authors and illustrators do in that we're not always working together we're working separately mm-hmm. um but because we're mother and son and i I try to create some vehicles uh for Jeffrey and Jeffrey you know creates uh written vehicles that sometimes I jump in on that's mm-hmm. that's probably a little different than than most authors and illustrators or even author other authors and co-authors work together so um, I enjoy working with him.
2: Yeah, likewise, Good. likewise, it has taken us many places, including overseas to the Middle East, to Africa, um, a few countries in Africa and you know all over the United States. So it's been a fantastic journey and you know ever expanding. So
0: love it, love it. And I, I love the threads of creating that you've both sort of overlapped and then you also do your own projects, and mm-hmm. I, I'm sure the support continues throughout. Uh, yeah. whatever you're doing.
1: Yeah, Definitely. I've got a lot of a lot of admiration for this for that young man.
2: Likewise, mm-hmm. she's trying to make me blush out here.
1: <laughs> when you blush, do you like the hairs stand up on your cheeks? What mm-hmm. happens when, I grow a, man... Whiskers, what happens when but... a man blushes? When the man with a beard blushes, how do we know it's blushing, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's
0: how the, the hair comes in. It's it's all the Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and mine is starting to turn white, so there's also that. Um mm-hmm. So I was going to mention you can fly uh as well as Africa. Ken is coming up. And then uh Carol you you've written 30 plus I want to say maybe 70.
1: Even... 70 Oh, that books. is more than
0: 30. Yes. 70
1: books. Yeah. 70. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I've been at it since 1995. My first book uh uh coincidentally we uh, we are I'm not sure when this will be viewed, but we are talking on uh, on the Juneteenth 10th holiday. And uh, Mm -hmm. today is the Juneteenth holiday. And my first book, uh, Juneteenth Jamboree, was published in 1995 when Jeffrey was only six years old. So he Mm kind of grew up in the industry, you know, watching me. So maybe he got in it, you know, through osmosis rather than uh, a gentle push.
0: Right. Definitely.
2: We uh... uh,
0: We can actually make sure to share this today. I'll make sure to. To put it on the the front burner and, and get it out today. Oh, okay. okay, awesome. If you'd okay, like, yeah, great. yeah, great. glad to do that. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll mention unspeakable, as well as Beauty Mark, being two of your works that I've enjoyed greatly uh, oh, among the you. the seventy. Thank um, yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, Beauty Mark was kind of a departure. Well, some people may think it was a departure for me because it's about Marilyn Monroe, who, um, it, unlike the subject of the subjects of many of my books. Uh, is not Black. Uh, so some people may view that as a departure. However, the book is very similar to um, an approach to beauty uh, to becoming Billie Holiday, which is also about uh, a woman who, like Marilyn Monroe, was, grew up in foster care, um, had mental illness, um, substance abuse problem, abused by men, and of course was in the entertainment world. And unspeakable, uh, uh, many people know about unspeakable, so maybe I shouldn't even, I might not even need to speak about it, but it is, uh, the subtitle uh, perhaps says it all, uh, the, uh, Unspeakable, The Tulsa Race Massacre, illustrated by Floyd uh, Cooper, is my most decorated book.
0: Uh, and um, you you both do work in worlds that I love too, as far as picture books, verse novels, the visuals that come along with that. Um, so so lots there to celebrate. And you also do work that is mainly aimed at, at young readers. So curious about the, not the older readers couldn't enjoy it. I'm always, mm-hmm. I, I like to create that flexibility because anybody could really enjoy it. But um, right. what is it about, about crafting for young readers that, that draws you both?
1: You want to go first, Jeffrey?
0: So for me...
2: Not that you know, I don't like hanging out with adults and educating adults, but I feel like Mm -hmm. kids, they're they're like they're more spongy, if you will. They absorb more. Like the the older you get, feel like the harder you get, the less information you are willing to take in. So it's it's about changing the the narrative about changing the the direction that kids could potentially be headed in, you know, some kids like my mom always says they may not have exposure to this information or even exposure to artwork outside of a kid's book. They might never go to an art gallery or seek out any uh, form of creative expressions outside of looking at these pictures. So, you know, it's, it's a job to be that, that touch point of creativity, that first touch point. So, you know, it's it's a very A serious task. And I know that, you know, again, every, every child is not going to become an artist or an author, of course. And I say this all the time in our, in our presentations, but there is one person in this audience who probably wants to be an illustrator, probably has aspirations to be a writer. You know, they might write every day, they might draw every day. And that's the person, that's the kid that I'm always talking to, you know, because I can't remember a time when I was young that I was exposed to a children's book illustrator specifically in my school, right? That was not an experience that I had. The only experience that I had of being exposed to children's books was directly through my mom, right? So I just want to share that experience with other people because it it has been um, a radically life-changing experience for me. Uh, You know, a lot of artists don't make a living from their art right? And I want to show kids that there are ways to do this. There are ways to build your portfolio, to get your foot and your work out there, you know, get into new spaces, because I've had my children's book art as solo exhibitions, right? And that's not something that many people are thinking about, but your art can do so much more than just, you know, sit in a book um, once it's created. There's so much that can be created. Like my wife, she has um, plush dolls that have been created from her books, right? So there's all different types of creative um, outlets that can be produced through, you know, the the realm of children's books. And that's what re- really I, I love about it.
1: Well, I believe that children are very important people. I believe they're the, the most important audience. Um, I think children uh, deserve and will demand the truth. Um, also, children love poetry and I'm, I'm primarily a poet. So, you know, I go, I, I write poetry now. I started out writing poetry for adults, but now I write children for poetry because not only do children appreciate it, but children's poetry books actually sell unlike most adult poetry books. Uh So, you know, that's, it's the ideal, um, genre for me and the ideal audience for me, I think for my work, um, picture books, um, I was told one time that Carol doesn't write children's picture books; she writes illustrated books for adults. Perhaps because <laughs> my, the themes of my books um, sometimes tend to be sophisticated, or or the topics are difficult. Um, but again, I think you know that children can handle the truth, and I present it to them in a way that's age appropriate. And illustrators like that I've worked with, like like Jeffrey, um, interpret the stories. Um, through through image, images um, in a way that um, children can understand and and then and and formulate their own questions, uh, particularly about some of the injustices that I that I document in my work. So I just love I love writing for children. I I think it's this is the perfect perfect place for me in the publishing world. Writing for children.
0: <laughs> I love that, and I love the power of not underestimating children and. The sophisticated conversations that you can have with kids, kids of all ages,
1: because they know the right questions to ask. They know mm-hmm. injustice when they see it, and you know we need to, um, I think, empower them and educate them in such a way that they will interrogate injustice when they see it.
0: Children are not afraid to ask why. That is no. that is one thing I've learned. No. So Jeffrey, okay. uh, I'm curious about inspirations for you visually. Um, was it picture books that that mm-hmm. initially inspired your creating? Were there comics that were part of that? Were you a notebook keeping kid? Thank Just yourself. curious about that.
2: I watched a lot of cartoons when I was young. I think that's uh, <laughs> a lot of young artists' first touch point into art. You know, we start to mimic the the illustrations that we see on TV. You know, I was drawing. Things from Dragon Ball Z, Um, that was the main thing, like a lot of art from Dragon Ball Z when I was young and Gundam Wing, another uh, anime, you know, Japanese cartoons. And as just time progressed, my mom exposed, gave me the opportunity to be exposed to more and more different mediums of art. And, you know, I was always in art class growing up, being... Like tutored, I, I had uh college level art classes uh when I was in high school. Um, I went to different art centers to study with like college level uh artists and just be around studios. So, you know, I was I guess I was I was made for this, I was bred for this in a sense. Um, uh, just a frog in, in, a, in a boiling pot, if you will. Yeah, I've always
1: oh, That sounds a little violent. Hold up your hand, hold up your hands. I wanna say something. Both of them, put them both up. Let me see. Now, when Jeffrey was born and my mother first held him, she said, my, he's got large hands. He's gonna do important work with his hands. You may put them down. Of course, mom and dad at that point are thinking, we're finally gonna get a brain surgeon in the family. (laughs) So the art, but my my mother was right. Um, Jeffrey did end up doing has ended up doing important work with his hands uh, as an artist. and I, and I just you know, I just love that he's able to um, able to do that and I've enjoyed watching his development over the years. and of course, I enjoy collaborating with him.
0: Uh, and I'm going to link uh, the careful and meticulous work of art making uh, with illustrations to the careful and meticulous work of poetry as well, because you have only so much space with poetry and you have to choose those words really carefully, just like choosing lines in an illustration. Right. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, I
1: definitely, I mean, I love writing poetry. Um, and that's one reason why I write poetry rather than prose. One is a more, it's a more compact medium uh, than prose. And I'm able to compartmentalize it for that reason in terms, you know, in terms of other tasks that I have as a college professor and a caregiver and a family member and, you know, whatever else, you know, we all wear wear so many hats these days, but poetry allows me, whether I'm writing a verse novel or a picture book, I'm able to compartmentalize uh, that work in progress in a way that uh, enables me not to be overwhelmed by what I'm facing.
0: Yeah, Uh, and poetry is such a great vehicle for processing, processing emotions, processing questions.
1: Most definitely. Most uh,
0: definitely. I'm going to mention Ken as being a, a beautiful text, and uh, yes, we we have Ken. Uh, Jeffrey's currently holding it up using the Zoom trick. We we were talking Zoom, Zoom tricks <laughs> earlier, making sure that you the Zoom trick book can be yeah. seen. Yeah, uh, beautiful book, and I've had the chance to read it and take in the pages, and love especially those pages were sort of the the reverse process happens where the images are in sort of a, I don't know the name of the method that you use. Scratch but where there's, yes. Scratchboard. So where the images are sort of, uh, they rise and the, um, entire page is black. And then of course we have the the poems there that pair up mm-hmm. with those. Images. So you like the spreads like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, so you're going to have to hold it still, hold it, hold it. and hold... Yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Okay.
1: Beautiful yeah. Well, well, Ken is Ken is a verse novel, a middle grade verse novel. Um, YA may find it interesting too, um, mm-hmm. but it's uh, a family story essentially. It's based on uh, genealogical research as well as historical research into the enslaved residents of Y House Plantation, which was uh, Maryland's largest uh, slaveholding plantation. It's located on the eastern shore of Maryland. The most famous resident of that plantation, enslaved or free, was Frederick Douglass, who was enslaved there as a boy. Uh, alongside our ancestors, uh, the Coppers, the Moonies, and probably some other surnames as well. And interestingly, uh, some of the enslaved people, many of the enslaved people at that uh, plantation had surnames. Uh, there were more than... Um, Uh, well, close to a thousand people enslaved at various plantations owned by the Lloyd family who owned Y House. And uh, as I said, our family was uh, among the enslaved people at that plantation. So what we've done is recreated, I've recreated the voices of our ancestors, of the slaveholders, of some inanimate objects, uh, of the Chesapeake Bay, of furniture, of a dog, uh, to kind of recreate that, wor- that world um, at, at White House Plantation and in the uh, neighboring um, all-Black community of union- communities of Unionville and Copperville. Those were uh, communities that were founded by uh, my fourth and Jeffrey's fifth, no, 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 I'm sorry, my second and Jeffrey's third great-great-grandfathers. So it's like I said, it's a family history, albeit a fictionalized one. And and why fictionalized? Because there were so many gaps in the history that in order to tell a story, I had to fictionalize it. But the his, the, the fictionalized part is at least true to the time period and to, to the kinds of things that may have happened uh, at that plantation and on other plantations uh, in that region
0: and i would and Jeffrey
1: Je- and Jeffrey recreated the the images had to recreate the images the faces of these of, of our ancestors and their contemporaries
2: right which was definitely uh a difficult thing however it is um part of i guess a process that i have become accustomed to because a lot of my mom's work uh, deals with obscurity um and obscure figures in history so a lot of um you know, reference material is just not available. Like I remember when I worked on Mary Hamilton or Call Me Miss Hamilton, um, there was probably less than five total images of Mary Hamilton available, like totally in the entire spectrum of, you know, documents that I looked through. And uh, it was just difficult. It was one of the most frustrating books that I have ever worked on but going through that process going through those those obstacles that you know it presents opportunities and then working on Ken having to go through some of the same things I was already conditioned um to work through that and now that I've worked on this robust um and just immense body of work like Ken was about like 60 images or 50 between 50 and 60 images and you know most mm-hmm. picture books you only have to do between like 12 and 16, maybe. So it was a massive undertaking. I think we were working on this for two years or so. Like, mm-hmm, well. at least. Well, well I yeah. mean, I feel
1: like I've been working on it all my life.
2: Well, uh, yeah, because uh, she's know. been working on it for a lot longer. I was uh, just, I, mean, I, was working, I work. wasn't
1: working, I, although I wasn't working, working. I think we've both been working on it all, all our lives because it's a family story. That and some be. of what we put into the book was was gleaned not necessarily through the research project process, but uh, but in the in the course of of going to that area every year, where we where our family still has a little farm, and in the course of listening to family members tell various stories, and you know we kind of picked up information on the along the way before we even thought we were going to write a book about it. So. We've literally been working on this project in our entire lives
2: definitely definitely
1: which really if you add our ages together uh that would that would equal a hundred years Jeffrey we've been working on it for hundred years
2: wow. wow 100 year project and
1: maybe our family members were, maybe our ancestors were working on it for us before you know before we even got here that's true they were working to get us that's here true. so we could tell tell the story you know
0: mm-hmm. definitely. Down of the stories. And I, I'm also going to agree that um, being a middle grades book, I mean, you've got a nice span there of upper elementary uh, readers as well as young adult readers. I'm thinking about um, when I share the narrative of Rhetoric Douglas with my high school students and what this book will open up for them in thinking about that time period and experiences.
1: Yeah. And it's not just a book about our family story. It's about our process, particularly mainly my process of researching that story and trying to and and trying to trace our roots back to Africa, which I never was successful to, you know, successful in doing, you know, with any uh, uh, certainty. You know, I could not I can't trace us to like a a specific country. I can't trace uh, us to a specific ship that came over here. Um, but that is often the case in African-American families. The trail runs cold after five generations. But we were able to trace our family's story back to 1770. So it's, you know, pre-Revolutionary War. We were here during the colonial period.
0: Mm-hmm. Great story to, to pass on, important story to pass on. And and That's so great. what is it that, um, what, what do you hope readers take away and continue to think through uh, from Ken, from your work, and also any upcoming work that you'd like to share about.
1: Well, I want them to know specifically from Ken. I want them to know that um, African Americans um, contributed in a in a in a in a huge way to the building of this nation. Um, you know, there's very little that you that our hand is not on. You can't see our hand on our hands on. Um, And I also want them to know that it's it is worthwhile to try to trace your roots, whether you can trace it all the way back to, you know, to Africa or not. It's worthwhile to trace it back as far as you can and also to talk to the elders who are still alive because they have some stories that unless you write them down, the stories will die with them. So it's important to, you know, to pass those stories down um, you know, African American oral traditions are strong, and we need to keep keep leaning on that to to tell our stories and to to keep those stories alive.
2: Absolutely. So for me, you know, it is a a hidden gem for our family. You know, we had to unearth this information, and I wanted to be um, a catalyst for other families, other you know, people of African descent to dig deeper, you know, to find those seeds that haven't been unearthed, that haven't had the the ground to break through yet and to to find their family tree, you know, where where the roots went, how far, how deep they go, and you know what kind of fruit that tree could bear. Because you know, if you don't know where you came from, you really don't know where you're going. Have no idea. So just want people to to spark curiosity. and hopefully lead that curiosity to action
0: love it love it power in the story power in the individual story and then hopefully progress and uh, movement and change so absolutely Absolutely. thank you both we have just a few minutes and i know you have another appointment to get to as well any um i always like to to provide space for web spaces upcoming titles, events, any, anything of that nature that you want to make sure that listeners get to hear about? And as I said, I'll, I'll make sure to share this today.
1: Well, you can find, um, information about our books, about our school visits, um, at cbweatherford.com, uh, our next book, it will—I think it'll be the next one to come out. Will be wrap it up. Jeffrey made reference to that um, a little earlier. It's a book about uh, that we we co-wrote about how to write rap. And anything you want to add, Jeffrey?
2: Well, I appreciate the time first and foremost, and yeah, hopefully we'll see you again when these new titles are coming out. We can talk about them as well.
0: I'd love that. I would love it'll that. Be cool. And I'll echo school visits. Jeffrey, you were talking about uh, the power of seeing a, a real live artist and knowing that books come from a person and a place and a story. Um, right. So absolutely, yeah. uh, highly recommend the the school visits for educators that are out there listening as well. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, thank you both. And uh, glad to have you back on anytime.
2: Absolutely. And we'll see you again soon. That's
0: great.